You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Live from the Reisman Recording Room here in Allen Park, the Detroit Lions facility, it is day four training camp recap. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I am the co-host of the show. As always with me, the managing editor of Ride of Detroit, at Eric Schlitt on Twitter. Eric Schlitt is here. Eric, four days in the book. We're finally getting a break after this one. Oh, I know. It's, uh, it's it. you know, I'm happy that we get a day off. Um, <laughs> it almost looked like the offense took a bit of a day off today, too. Ooh, spoilers. Yeah, we're going to get into uh, the Defense Strikes Back episode of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but first, uh, we'll, we'll jump into some quick injury stuff, as we always do. Um, still no JMO, still no Marvin Jones, still no uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Gardner-Johnson was moving a little bit more uh, today than he was yesterday. Um, but we had a, a couple new additions to the list. Um, we'll start with Halapulivati Vaitai. Um, we noted yesterday that he kind of stopped doing reps towards the end of the day. We never really saw what happened, but he was out today, which meant Graham, again, second day in a row being at right guard. Uh, it also meant a little more Colby Sorrestal with the twos. Yeah, I, you know... We kind of predicted this, right? Yeah. Uh, they're, they've been very cautious with Vitae uh, throughout the spring and the early uh, days of camp here. So any sort of injury, no surprise they're giving him a day off, especially with another uh, player day off tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed, nothing with the back there. That would that would be probably the worst possible news. But at this point, yeah. we don't really know anything. Yeah. Um, he was out there to be you know, clear. It wasn't like... You know, he's in the training room or anything. Usually it's a good sign if they're out there with a the team that it's not too serious. Yeah, he, he was not working with trainers, but that's not, um, depending on what the injury is, that's not uncommon either. Right. Uh, the other absence, uh, another guy who's out there um, but not really doing anything with the trainers, not really doing anything at all, uh, Brian Branch. And that one was a bit of a surprise because we didn't see anything yesterday. Yeah, uh, neither did any of the other beat writers that we talked to. Um, so it's it's kind of unclear why he wasn't there. It could just be he needed a day off, and that's why he wasn't with trainers, or maybe something happened that you know we just weren't aware of, and uh, it it could be something that you know keeps him out a day or two or longer. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to talk to Dean Campbell today, so we don't know. We didn't get any injury updates, but um, we'll find out when we uh, return on Friday. That's right. Uh, the only other injuries to note there um, are, are Tom Kennedy um, got. A, what looked like a, a an arm or shoulder injury during a play in which he really nice catch he made up the middle of the field up the seam uh, kind of collided with Jack Campbell there um, didn't return to practice but also didn't leave the practice field so again it was one of those where it's like that might cause him to miss a couple days but it doesn't seem like it's necessarily a, a, a big issue there um, but yeah let's let's get into practice let's talk a little bit about what happened um, my I, and I want to kind of stick with what I just said there because to me my biggest observation of this day was that Jack Campbell started getting some first team reps, which is something we, I mean, maybe saw here and there. It was, it was like series. He was getting right alongside Alex Anzalone at the mic, which is kind of where we thought this thing was going. And and it's 
not ne- we, I mean, we haven't necessarily arrived, and now it's his job to keep because they were still splitting some time there with Derek Barnes. But this is the first time he's gotten some legitimate snaps there, and uh, feels like uh, the inevitable is starting to happen here. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about Barnes playing well, though, right? Yeah. And so um, it, it's possible that the inevitable is happening, but at the same time, I don't think Barnes is going to give up on that uh, too lightly either. He's He's been still with the ones or twos, but more like you said, more time with the twos today. Um, movement skills are there. Um, he's still like giving his full like effort. I mean, he's still like his coverage is there. He's really running plays down. He's really almost playing through the end of the play. Um, but again, uh, late in practice, he had a slip that cost him, and uh, um, <laughs> the same drill as yesterday. Yeah, it's uh, yeah in the, in the one minute drill, and so like. He he's putting together nice days, but he, he's he's still having a hard time closing them out. And and you know the consistency could be the thing that maybe ends up biting him. But um, he has played well to make it well enough to make it a competition. And the only thing I want to add there is we we talked to Alex Anzalone after practice, and he he brought up how deep that linebacker room. And at first I thought that was like yeah okay you're just kind of saying that because you're leading up the linebacker room, but really you think about it and you think of, of the rooms that Brad Holmes has turned around in, in such a short time. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked about that with the wide receiver room. We talked about it with the secondary a little bit, but that linebacking room is so much more different because he's right. Like there are five guys that are at least capable of starting in that room now because he threw in Jalen Reeves Maven, which I think is a fair guy to throw in there. And I think Mm -hmm. he actually had, he strung together a couple nice practice Granted, he's you know he's repping with the second and third teams, mm. but but yeah, like I feel like this is a team you know knock on wood that could withstand some injuries and still feel kind of okay about that group. There was that time uh, I don't remember who said it, but like anytime Alex Anzalone had to come out to tie a shoe, everyone was shaking their boots on the sidelines. Oh, right? that, that was Kelvin Shepard. <laughs> that was Kelvin Shepard. Yeah. Now I think you can feel like that linebacker room is in is in a much better place, and I do think part of it is you, you draft Jack Campbell. Part of it is you get what you got out of Malcolm last year, who I thought Malcolm had a pretty good day today, too. And, of course, it's Derek Barnes taking that year three jump as well that we've kind of seen flashes of when we've heard basically everyone on the team say that he's he looks like a new player. The uh, I, I think the off-the-ball linebacker room is deep enough that they feel comfortable um, experimenting with some yeah. of their back-end guys. And we saw a little bit of that today with uh, Trevor Nowoski. Uh, he got some edge looks, yeah. uh, which is something he hadn't got before, but he did get at Saginaw Valley State. So um, got some off the ball, got some mic. He's, he's, so he's played both those off-ball spots. He's, and then he got some Sam looks today as well. So they're trying him at a few different spots. One, to probably just test his limits. Uh, but two, maybe because they're starting to feel pretty comfortable with the linebackers that they have. And so they want to experiment with the with the young uh, undrafted rookie and, uh, and and see where he can maybe contribute long term or where, maybe where they want to develop them. I think that was a theme, though, today. Like yeah. th- there was a lot of guys that they started using in different spots to kind of experiment around. For sure. Um, there was a, a couple, like you said, injury replacements, um, for example. With no Brian Branch, that mean that meant Chase Lucas was uh, with the twos, and uh, he was playing the nickel. I thought he played he played well again today. Um, they've they've brought him off the the uh, the edge there a couple of times, and yep. both times he's gotten home. Yesterday he beat Justin uh, Jackson pretty good. Uh, today he was unblocked. He just came in, nobody yeah. even saw him, and he would have got to the quarterback pretty easily. Um, coverage is still there, getting better. I I, I like. The oper- that that Chase has taken advantage of the opportunities, um, 
And then we saw, like I said, a couple other defensive switches, uh, more four-man fronts today. Still some five-man mixed in, but more four-man. Yep. And so we saw a lot more of um, Kaminsky and Pascal, who were tr- traditionally be- working inside the first three days. They were playing edge spots today, like natural edge spots that we saw them play last year. Uh, so it's it's after f- three days of going heavy five uh, five man fronts, they went back heavy to four. And so it's really speaking to the fluidity of how this offense can change. And uh, they were testing out some guys at different spots that then they've uh, you know played at through the first three days of camp. Yeah, I want to I want to stick with the the defensive line there because there were there were a lot of batted balls at the line today, and yep. s- some of them went sailing into the back of offensive linemen, and and mm-hmm. we don't necessarily count those, but I would say Broderick Martin is one he of those one. guys, yep. uh, and and we talked to Nate Sudfeld after the game, and Nate's a, Nate's a tall dude, and he's like, I'm I'm a tall guy, I can see over the defensive line, but there's nothing more frustrating when you have someone like Broderick Martin, who I mean we talked it's about massive. extensively about how yeah. long his arms are, how big his his hands are, like that's. That's something that I think once Broderick Martin kind of carves out a bigger role for himself, I think that's something to look for is is him kind of being, you know, I don't want to say J.J. Watt because he's not going to be J.J. Watt. But, <laughs> but like, that, he's got that length. Right. He's yeah. got that length that, that, that could disrupt the pass game before, it, you know, before the quarterback can even get it to his receiver. The funny thing is, is Isaiah Bugs, who doesn't have length, got his hands on one as well. True. Uh, ironic, and it was it was like he he made a tackle for loss, and then on the very next play got a pass breakup, and like so Bugs had a couple of really good splash plays as well. Um, really, the defensive line found a lot of uh, room to work today. And yeah. It was. You know, a lot of second, a lot of the second team defensive line made noise. First team, we saw some, like I said, some splashes. Um, mostly the edge guys were playing, I think, better either yep. by design or just you know, like I, H- like Hutch was a monster yep. right off the bat, like a, an absolute monster. Like they tried blocking him with Brock Wright, and Brock Wright got, <laughs> tossed him. <laughs> he, yeah, he he ate his lunch, and then they put Brock Wright and Sam Laporta on him, and. Um, he basically just engaged with Laporta and he walked him back yeah. right into the ball. And, right, yeah. So like Hutch is, I mean, he's a monster. He, he's just so big. And really, I don't know if I've seen a tight end block him yet. No. <laughs> I mean, we, it was last year. Remember when, when Hawkinson popped him early yeah. in camp? Yeah. Um, he's, I don't yeah, think that's... it's, I don't think it's ever happened since. No, honestly, <laughs> he, he's, and they can't. And the tight ends, no matter how good of a blocking tight end you are, he's just he's too big, too long, too powerful, and he's just chewing tight ends up. Yeah. Um. And and I don't want to discount. I don't. I don't want to discount Charles Harris too. Like again, he mm. is the guy that is repping consistently across from Aiden. He's a guy that that I think is just going to be so important to this defense. Um. And and you know he continues to get talked up by the coaching staff yeah. too so um well decker has decker has talked about Harris being one of the more difficult defensive ends he's ever had to block yeah and um you know Harris got home again at least once today or in the early session and that was just straight up against decker and like he he's just he's consistent you know that's that's what the coaches really love about him is he's consistent he's tenac- he has a lot of tenacity and he just works uh, and so we mentioned at the top, you know, the defense kind of, quote unquote, won the day. Um, mm-hmm. It is worth noting, though, like 
a lot of yesterday was red zone work, and there was, oh, yeah. there was basically none today. So, of course, when you're doing a ton of red zone work, the offense is generally going to look a little bit better than the mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. And when you're not, the defense might look a little better than the offense. Um, were there any other stand-ups on, on either side of your ball before we get into some kicker talk? Well, the biggest thing was there were probably like three really kind of big plays on offense. Yeah. Uh, one of them was to Kennedy on the one that he got hurt. The other two were both the same Brown. So no surprise. <laughs> um, same Brown it, it has not slowed even after a big day yesterday, even though he's still getting attention. Um, he's he, he showed an element of yak today that I, I, I hadn't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yak was kind of a big theme. Like if there was any flaw that the defense had, they were giving up yak yardage right. today. So like that's also the offense's strength, though, right? That, that's yeah. what the offense is kind of built upon. Right. So I, 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 what we saw more today, I guess, was more four man fronts, more man coverage. And, and in that man coverage, when you get beat, then then the offense is skilled enough to just chew up yardage after. And so when the offense did find you know that success, they were get, they were getting chunks. But um, you know it was mostly like I said. There, there, were, there were they tried different receiver combinations, I guess, right? Yeah. And so, but it was still St. Brown's always the one that catches your eye, it seems. Yeah, and and now that you mentioned that they they changed up the wide receivers a lot, it, it's worth noting. We talked to Ben Johnson this morning, and he he said two thi- two things about two offensive players that, that were interesting, two rookies. Mm-hmm. They said like they have earned their first team reps. Yep. First being Sam Laporta, which I mean we kind of knew and, and saw, obviously. Talk about yak. Yeah, Holy right. Cow. And the other was Antoine Green, um, mm-hmm. which was kind of a surprise that he said that. Um, but we have seen him kind of sprinkled about the ones sure. every now and then, mostly with the twos. Uh, we saw him with the, a little bit with the ones today. Is still kind of mostly with the twos. Uh, did get chewed out at one point, yep. but that's going to happen with rookies. Um, I did want to go quickly back to St. Brown yeah. um, because I think maybe the funniest part of practice, of course, involved a very competitive drill <sighs> involving St. Brown. There was a special teams drill. They run this one quite a bit where it's bas- it's almost like tag, right? It's, it's right. one versus one. One person has the ball. The other person just, at this point, they're not actually tackling, but it's a quote-unquote tackling drill. Two and touching them. Um, but the funniest one was between Amon Ra and, and Jerry Jacobs. And the funny part about it is it was almost always an offensive player going against a defensive player. Oh, yeah. But after, after I think those two went up against each other, Jerry called essentially called out Amon Ra and said, give me the ball and try to tackle me. <laughs> and he did a little step back move and Amon Ra kind of went flying by him. Yep. And, and Jerry they, let everyone know about it. Oh, yeah. Big reaction. <laughs> uh, I mean, and of course it was the last rep yes. right yep. so the defense rushes on the field and they're all jumping around and um yeah there was a lot of fun commentary during that game chauncey gardner uh johnson was very uh animated vocal. yeah yeah and, and uh yeah animated gyrated uh he did a whole bunch of fun stuff when the defense was doing i mean it, it basically like the drills designed to show you how well guys react in in space right yeah. and the often the offensive players that found success were the ones you expected it yep. was it was Khalif. Khalif it, was, was it, great. it was uh it was tom kennedy it was maurice alexander it was trinity benson like those those guys that we yeah. expect to be able to operate in space like that did and then on the defensive side of the ball, it was all the guys that we that were the big time special teamers. Yeah. Um, it, it was Will Harris. It was uh, Star Thomas. It was um, Jalen Reeves. He yeah. threw a shoulder oh into twenty eight. Yeah, and, and then and then not to be outdone, Pittman did it the right after. Him, right, <laughs> That's right. It, it was it wasn't quite. You know, he backed off a little bit, but he basically did the same thing. And then Jerry, right, and yeah. like um, I think the 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 really. Good offensive or the best offensive player, though, for me was um, it's still uh, Jackson. 
Like Justin yeah. Justin Jackson is just he can do both things, right? Like yep. he can he can he can juke, he can he can attack. Like he's going to when they the you know how we tell what uh, what they're focusing on on special teams is we look where they're lining up Justin Jackson because if they line up Jackson as a gunner, we know that they're focusing more on coverage. If if they line up Jackson as a returner, then we know they're focusing more on blocking. Like so, if you're out at camp and they run a special teams drill, just just. ID number 38, because that'll tell you what they're trying to focus on, because it's a dead giveaway, because he's going to be used in all four phases. Yeah. Uh, I also give a shout out to Tom Kennedy. He and uh, oh, yeah. Cameron Sutton went in back-to-back drills. Like, they ran it back because Kennedy made Oh, yeah, made he Sutton beat him twice, miss. too. Yeah, and then he beat, it, beat him the second time, too. Yeah. Just kind of ran straight on the second one. Again, like, uh, for, for Tom, like... That's absolutely his wheelhouse, right? Like sure. when he gets the ball on offense in space, like that's what he can do. And if he could be a kick returner, then he'd have a great path to the roster. Right. Um, tough part is, is you have an all-pro punt returner on the roster already yep. in Khalif Raymond. A lot of special teams talk on this episode. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess we'll close it out with some special teams talk because we got more kicker battle updates yeah. here. Not necessarily uh, good updates. Not, not horrible. Um, both yeah. kickers went four for five on the day. Uh, there was also a... Oh, there was one at the end of practice as well. Uh, but let's start with uh, um, Patterson, mm-hmm. who went four for five, missed the first one from 33, makes from 38, 41, 44, and 47. Um, Parker Romo missed from 38. Parker Romo, same kicks, missed from 38 um, off the, the left upright for him. Um, I guess the other notable thing here, and this has been two days running, uh, if, you're, if you're taking notes on a long snapper watch, it has been Jake McQuaid first in, in line both mm-hmm. yesterday during punt drills and today during field goal drills. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, 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 for the second day in a row, they closed out practice by running a one-minute drill. Yeah, the sound um, of the twos. Right, and so yes, yesterday was the ones, and they threw the interception with, to Kirby um, at, you know, with like seconds left on the clock trying to force something downfield. Yeah. And then um, today it was similar. They, they, they ended up doing a couple short passes, moving the ball, but they were the, the twos got into field goal range, and it was Patterson that was first up. And, uh, only up, uh, only, yeah, only up, right? Yeah. Like, um, I guess, yeah, he was he was the one that was number whose number was called, uh, and he hit from forty five. Yeah, and so uh, he did get that one extra rep uh, because, but it, I think it is notable, not not too much. Don't read too much into it, but I do think it is notable that they they are turning to Patterson first. Yep. Um, you know, he represents a lot of what they liked in Badgley, uh, but. You know, they liked him a lot. That's why they brought him back. Um, but we haven't seen distance, right? And that's really where Parker Romo yep. might be able to separate himself. Right now, Patterson's getting a lot of the nods. But we'll see. they're going to start dialing up distance next week, I would think. And and, and then we'll start to see if, if, the, if the two separate or if um, it continues to be a close battle. Because right now they're both 9 for 10. Well, technically, Patterson's now 10, for, 10 11. for 11. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll close things up there. Uh, again, we uh, the the Lions are off on Thursday, so we won't have one of these podcasts uh, on Thursday. We'll be back at it on Friday. Make sure you're following us on all the podcasting platforms. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating um, if you if you like what you hear. Uh, but until next time, uh, if here from the Reisman Recording Room, I'm Jeremy. That's Eric. We'll see you tomorrow or two days. We'll see you in two days.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.